Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. High crotch, bring it back. Single leg swings. Let me teach you how to wrestle. Okay. Let me teach you how to wrestle. And welcome back to Mindset Monday, Wrestling Mindset today here with the great Nate Jackson, Mindset Coach, great wrestler, New Jersey Regional Training Center Coach. Happy to have you, Nate. How you doing today, Gene? Um, I'm doing well. It's uh, crazy. I'm just been nice. I got here earlier this morning and just taking it all in. It's been an exciting week. Awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about the um, the recent competition. Yeah, so um, did a tour with USA Wrestling, uh, team in JRTC, um, under Coach Humphreys, uh, myself, Chance Marceller, Quincy Monday, and it was a good week, I think, a really good week of learning. Um, we're all gearing up for the Olympic Games, so uh, I actually won the Zagreb Open, which is really exciting, uh, talking to you not on a downer, but it, it feels pretty good to, to have a victory. Um, yeah. That's that's awesome. Well, talk about your mindset going into the competition and also just in general, how your mindset has developed over the years as a competitor. We'll start with as a competitor and then as a coach. Yeah. Um, so actually coaching is, has helped me always in my career. Like when I first started coaching wrestling, I really started making jumps in my own wrestling. And when I started coaching mindset, it's really helped me to make some big jumps in my mindset training as well. Um, the first one of the, the biggest things that I loved about the training was just the goal setting aspect. Um, when we set those goals, we have to really process the information we get on a day-to-day basis so we can make sure that we're getting gaining ground and, and actually making movement toward our goal. So um, in that, you know, each competition is, it is what it is. It's, it's like a little test for you to, to gear up to get closer to that goal. So, um, you know, I think for me, it wasn't a whole lot of pressure because of that outlook on it. But um, just emotionally, like you you love the highs. So when those great moments happen, um, I was really receptive to it. Um, but I think leading up to the competition, I wanted to keep everything the same. Um, my first competition back, I wrestled at the U.S. Open and um, I made the finals. But that last day, I noticed I changed a couple of things because I didn't have as many matches and I rested in bed a little bit longer. Um, so even one time, uh, this week, you know, like the bus was going back and I had like the whole week I'd walked back and forth to the hotel. So I remembered that routine and I was like, even though it's really cold, I'm going to take this 15 minute walk because that's what I was, I've been doing. And I, you know, lifted and did everything that I had been doing earlier all the way up into competition. So, um, really hitting on some of those, uh, those principles there, but it, it was, it was really good. Absolutely. That's great. So you say, yeah, that as that as you became a mindset coach, that it that enhanced your wrestling. Obviously, your mindset has has already been great coming in. But I guess maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, it might have called it called to your conscious awareness some of the things you might have already been doing, and maybe a few new strategies here and there. Is that right? Yeah, I think it um it explicitly stated a few things that I thought I may be doing right, 
And then it put into question the things that I wasn't so sure about. And, um, you know, when you have that, then all you do is you, you have to test these things. So um, I, I did some testing through practice uh, in the practice room, uh, testing of my own diet and my nutrition and my own, uh, you know, strength training and whatnot. And then, you know, you get to go test it in competition. And I've been really fortunate to have a team that supports me to do that. And uh, this week, you know, it's a huge shot in the arm confidence wise, because I really have a lot of faith in my preparation and I have a lot of faith in my routines. Absolutely. And that, that's an important point you made right there, because I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Testing out different elements of their mindset, testing out different mindset strategies in practice. Right. Like yeah. you have to actually put some time in. How am I feeling? Does this help me? Does this hurt me? Is do I need a little bit more of this, a little bit less of this? Talk about yeah. that. Because I think a lot of people don't do that. They're just checking boxes. I'm going through the practice. I'm trying new techniques, yeah. but I'm not but I'm not practicing different mindsets and strategies talk about that yeah I, so the term the reset button uh it's something that i really think about um i have a term it's called uh from a book i got it a disruptive thinking anytime i feel like i'm doing something on autopilot um especially like something that's really important like a pr like drilling you only got an hour and a half of practice a day that's really important so like i'm constantly like okay i need to make sure that I'm in the moment, make sure that I'm in the moment. And I'm practicing my focus endurance. So uh, when I'm in these matches and it's like, I'm, I need to do something under pressure, um, you know, I don't check out and look at the clock or something like that. I'm, I'm focused the whole time. Um, I think that if you don't practice it in practice, like we are consistent. People are like, man, if I was really consistent, I'd be better at wrestling. It's like, no, 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 you're, you're consistent at what you practice. Um, so I've been learning just um, over time that the more consistent, um, I can be at the things that I want to be consistent at, um, the more they're going to translate over. And then you got to define what you mean by want, because if you want things, you can't just kind of hope that they happen. Want comes from like, this is what I want. And let me write what that is. And this is what I'm going to do. So I make that want kind of closer to reality. That That's great. So many things there about putting the pen to paper. Don't just leave it in your head. Like it's not, it's not just a, you know, not just a, a dream, but an actual goal. Like, yes, it starts with the dream, but the goal is concretizing it by putting it on paper. And um, yeah, that, that's, that's huge. And just the, like you said, the Absolutely. practice, I can't stress that enough that, that you're practicing it because, you know, I read about research in the past about how <laughs> we tend to resort to our most practiced behavior. So that's why we don't want to live I don't know if you want to call it for the lack of a better term, a schizophrenic life. Like we live one way in practice and a different way in a match or a certain way with our yeah. life. You know, we, we want to be all in, we want to live the code. So even if there are times of stress, our most practice behavior is right actions. So right. that consistency, that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think you hit it. You hit it on the head, like um, consistency, like, Sometimes you have to measure what your consistencies are. So I had to take a long look, you know, a few years back at just what are the things that I'm doing on autopilot? Like you said, the schizophrenic thing, like the things that I'm doing on autopilot, uh, you know, it was kind of harsh for me. I took a couple of weeks and I just like watched myself a little bit. And I was like, dude, I'm wasting like six hours a day. Six hours a day is like over 40 hours a week. So that's like a work week that I'm wasting every week. And, you know, if, just the the time value of money like that's kind of crazy so um 
And then you just start to parcel down some of that time and you look for things that you actually say you care about because we care about a lot of things, but sometimes it's like what your heart's desire is, is for rest. And that's why when you have a break, you're on your phone and you're resting and you're relaxing because that's what you really want. But if you want to be a successful business owner and you want to be a great coach or you want to be a great, great athlete, okay, you have those six hours that you're using to relax as if you're trying to be a professional relaxer. You could use that time um, in, and put it into, and you don't have to use six hours of it, Like, but I'm sure you feel a lot better about yourself if you use 30 minutes of it or 20 minutes of it. And then you start and then you start to get momentum. You know, you start to be like, hmm, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll add another thing that I like to do. Yes. Yes. Again, a lot, a lot of good things to unpack there. That getting good at noticing. This is a, this is a constant thing. Getting good at noticing and observing yourself rather than just going through the motions. How am I really like being yeah. to confront the brutal facts and being able to see certain things that maybe I don't want to see, or I would rather not see, or maybe I'm ashamed of, but like, we have to have that level of vulnerability where, what am I, what am I actually doing? And how is that, how is that playing out? And how could I make this even better? So getting good at noticing and confronting the brutal facts and ultimately what happened? Well, the result is you, you, you win championships overseas against very good guys. Yeah, that, that's the, that's the fun. Um, Sometimes it can be a distraction. And this is something that I encourage, like I talk to my guys about, like um, sometimes like the short term success, like you have to just take it as like, this is joy, this is happiness. But you still have to look at the information that was there because the competition is the result of your preparation. And then, you know, different styles and all that stuff factor in. But then it's like, you can look at the result and say, you know, I wasn't that sharp and it all worked out because great, <laughs> because sometimes good things happen. And then sometimes I'm really sharp and then it didn't work out. And then maybe the thing that I didn't do right before is a little bit more glaring in that instance, because, you know, you didn't get the, you didn't get the, the fruit at the end of the journey or whatever. But um, I think that's why having that goal that's a little bit further out is, is always better than just going like goal to goal. Like this competition is the goal. This competition is the goal, because then you'll be, of training yourself to just want the reward at the end and not the, the growth necessarily yes he, again another huge point <laughs> that that it's like you know you, you don't want it like yes it's nice to see a win and we you know we don't like to lose right but not getting too caught up in that the, the actual win is really that their growth is happening it's taking place growth and self-awareness growth in my technique growth in my mindset so good things will happen and, and i could enjoy the improvement, I could have fun knowing that I'm improving, not just that I'm winning, because sometimes, like you said, the outcome is never guaranteed. Yeah. Wrestle well and do and lose. We could wrestle poorly and win. So we don't want to get too yeah. emotional in the day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Getting closer to that potential. That's and that's what people find, I think. Like they start they start playing with this and like, okay, that was the goal. And like, man, I got really close to it. And I didn't imagine that it would look like this once I got there. And then you get, you kind of get just further and further along. I was talking to a guy um, who's dealing with some, you know, issues, which that comes up a lot, you know, and um, he's thinking about like, you know, how do I wrestle back from a tournament? Um, you know, and it's like, well, I think this is a great example. Like, well, what if I told you that there are no wrestlebacks? <laughs> like every match is, an independent match 
And sometimes you have like a few of those matches in one day. Sometimes you have one as a dual meet. Uh, sometimes you have one and it's a part of a national championship chase. Um, it's about kind of, you know, minifying, like minimizing that, that thing that you want and just breaking it up into many parts as you can. And I think it's a weird thing because people say it a lot, but that really is what it is. And you do that with your day, you get 24 hours a day, you get to do that and parcel up your day, but you, you do that with your craft um, and your skills and your gifts and your relationships. And I think, um, you know, the people who are really successful at it are successful at it across a lot of different spectrums. Oh yeah. And, and like you said, just, just having people look at it from a slightly different perspective, right? Like, it, you could like if it works for you looking at it as okay i'm in the wrestlebacks we have a lot of people who you know we work with where they wrestle better in the wrestlebacks than in the championship bracket because they feel yes. like they have nothing to lose if that's the case wrestle every match like it's a wrestleback if it's the opposite issue if you wrestle a lot better in the championship bracket then no matter where you wrestle be in the championship bracket mentally if you wrestle better yeah. as the favorite every match be the favorite if you wrestle better at the underdog make yourself the underdog every time <laughs> It's it's understanding what works for you and then pressing that button over and over again. But like you said, it begins with noticing. You notice yeah. first what works for you and then put yourself in that mindset every single time. That's great. That's great. I like that. The awareness. Yeah, you're, you're hitting home on that. I like that. I, I haven't thought about it. It's like that is the key to everything, being aware. Right. And that's and really, when we talk about the predator mindset, what you're talking about with your clients, I'm talking about it with my clients, it's like, that's truly what the predator mindset means. A lot of people think it means just be aggressive out there. That's one aspect of the predator yeah. mindset. The true, the, the true predator mindset is focus on what you could control. Get yourself consistently where you are good. Whatever works for you, keep doing that. And don't get pulled in different directions, yeah. whatever might be happening day to day, right? Yeah, and being a, being a predator, it's like there's going to be enough obstacles along your path to your goal. You don't have to go face all these other obstacles that aren't even on your path you know that's great yeah yeah and and again it's like there's there, like the bible says there's nothing new under the sun this is a, a biblical timeless lesson right there as right as, as as christ said don't don't look don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow's going to take care of itself that's staying in the present moment like i'm going to focus on what i'm doing right now the time is now to take your mindset to the next level with wrestling mindset Make sure you go to our website, WrestlingMindset.com, and sign up for your free trial session today. Don't wait any longer. You want the Mental Edge right now. When you sign up for the free trial session, you're also going to get a copy of our free ebook, Building the Predator Mindset. This book has helped thousands of people build confidence, relax under pressure, get motivated, and build mental toughness in wrestling, school, and life. Make sure you sign up for your free trial session today. So it's... It's just huge. Uh, talk about as um, cer certain things you've done as a coach. Or in, in other words, like how you've helped different mindset lessons you've given some of your some of your athletes and how it's helped them. Um, I think the biggest thing um, is just being you, you just you just hit hit it on the hit the head on the nail right there. Like. Being grateful and having gratitude, um, sometimes that means that you have to just stay on your course and notice what you have like hey you're a division one athlete you know i have, have a couple of division one athlete clients like you're a division one athlete and you're not where you want to be but like you know you're a specialist right now 
there's like, there's less than a thousand of you. You know what I mean? Like, and you're pretty good and you're pretty close to achieving your goal. Maybe looking at what other people are doing and looking at what other people have accomplished and comparing yourself to this person and that person who has a completely different story and they're on a completely different timeline isn't going to be best for you. But if you're actually appreciating, look at what you have. You know, sometimes it's like, dude, first of all, we got lights, we got heat, we got all type, we got shoes, like we got all type of great things that were created by people with like a few people and we're benefiting from them. So you got something too that that's special about you that you can offer to the world and then offer offer to wrestling as well. If you notice what your special thing is, then, and it's just your job to figure it out. You know, some people, you know, I'm sure, you know, being in the business world, it's like, you're not, you're not selling the same products. Like it's just, it's not the same. So it's like, you can't try to sell like they sell. You can't try to, um, promote like they promote you can't fundraise like they fundraise and you can't manage like they manage you have to notice your skill set and then you focus on your skill set and make sure you maximize your skill set and the one thing that we we always talk about is like hey you got to spend time wrestling where you're good it's like time of possession with football um in football the team that has the ball longer wins like 99 percent of the time so have the ball longer because you're wrestling a bunch of specialists too. And if they are where they're good, they're going to build confidence and confidence plus competence. It's like, it's really hard. If I wrestle a high school kid, especially these high schoolers nowadays, if I wrestle a high school kid where they're good, they can, they can take me down. So I don't wrestle high school kids where they're good. And I don't wrestle college kids where they're good. And I don't wrestle international wrestlers where they're good. And that's why I'm pretty good. No, that's exactly right. And I love I love how you put it there. And that's why I love having these conversations because then even I I think about it from a slightly different angle. Like you said, time of possession with football, that team is usually winning. So I mean, having having that, sometimes like just something small like that will click with a different wrestler. Right. And that's why a lot of times what we're doing is we're offering different perspectives on on different topics. And so we'll look at it from this angle, look at it from that angle. How many perspectives does that wrestler really need to latch on to? But one, because when yeah. it clicks, it's like once it clicks and once you see it from a different perspective, whatever it is, anytime you're trying to change a certain behavior or master a skill, that's why they call them breakthroughs or, you know, something clicks yeah. in your head. Once you see it, it's hard to unsee it, like an optical illusion, right? Yeah. You don't get the illusion right away. And then once you see it, you're like, well, now I, I, I can't unsee it. So it's right. Like, Thinking about it just a slightly different way could have a huge impact. And I like also what you said about staying where where you're good. I mean, ultimately, that's that's what it is. Like you eat, no matter how you can't be so prideful to think, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you where you're good. Ego. I'm gonna stay where I'm good. 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 No, no. I mean, you're hitting it on the head. Like ego. Like this is my message to coaches too. Like this message is for athletes, yes, but it's also a message to coaches. Like sometimes you know you have to be able to delegate and delegate doesn't mean that you tell them what to do and you just can't do it because you don't have time to do it. Like sometimes it's like that person, if you encourage them and you let them own something, they could be better at you than that. And it works best for the team. Like I think um, that, but that's, that's ego though. You know, being able to drop that pride. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off there. You were, you were on it, man. I, that was no, cool. I wanted, no, I wanted you to elaborate on it. I thought that was great. 
That's that that that's good. And and the other thing, the other point that you you had me thinking of was like, yes, what when we're looking like it's it's okay to know it's okay we look at what other people are doing that it might help us, but not thinking we have to become what they are. It's more like integrating what works. Oh, I like how this person does that. I'll take a little bit of that because that fits with me. And I like that. I'm going to pull that in too. That fits with me. That there, no, not really. That I could take a little bit of this. So you're integrating it into who you are rather than trying to be something you're not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you see that all the time with wrestling. I mean, um, I start shooting double legs because I watched this guy named Albert White. He was a four-time state champ in Illinois, and he was my favorite wrestler. And he had, like, he's just cool, cool guy, always smiling, nice, really nice guy. He was a couple of years older than me. I started shooting double legs. And then I stopped shooting double legs, and I had a different move that I started doing. And, you know, I had a lot of respect for double legs, but I had a different move, and it was my own way in high school. And then I got to college, and then, like, halfway through college, I was like, man, I need another takedown. And, um, you know, Jordan Burroughs actually, like, you know, had reached out to me and it was like just super great conversation. Like, and it was short, but it was like, it was really meaningful in the moment. And I had done nothing in my career. I wrestled some close matches against some good wrestlers. Um, and it changed the entire scope of my wrestling with just adding the double leg, but it took belief and it took like somebody else to tell me it, to integrate it. And, you know, you talk about, uh, talk about faith, you know, like I believe that God works through people. So it's like, if if this person is telling you something, I don't think anything happens by mistake. I think everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And if you're aware and you can pick up on some of those things that, that they're saying um, and you allow them to hit, because sometimes we have our shields up like this, we have our blinders up like this, and we, we, we can't be hit by it. But when you're aware and you allow those things to hit, like just be changed by it, man. And then you could go be as best, the best that you can be. Yeah, that's that's huge. Like I said, there's there's no coincidences, only God instances, right? And then looking at it, and then looking at it as yes, like it it is all grace. It's all God's grace. But are we cooperating with that grace? We still there's still something on on our end. We have to cooperate with that grace. We can't just oh well, we're getting the grace and I'm not going to do anything. Uh, no, no, we have to we have to be taking action, doing things, being open to it, and it starts with noticing, right? If you're not if you're not noticing it, yeah, and yet. Like you said, like obedience is better than sacrifice too. So it's like, what's your goal? Like, what do you want? Do you want a break? Because here, here's your break. You can go lay down at the house. Or do you want your goal? Because, you know, again, hitting on the faith, like God gives you exactly what your heart desires. And sometimes we have to like really look at that. Like maybe I'm not desiring the right thing. And how do we look at that other than actions? Because uh, what is belief? Like, what does belief even mean unless it's an action? You know, it, I believe in God. Therefore, I try to act as if God exists, you know, and yes. you get a lot done if if you are doing that. Or you believe in a genie and the genie will make it happen, you know, out of, out of nowhere. It's like, no, you know, like, I, I think that you're hitting it on the head. That's so important. The stuff you, again, we go on for hours about this. Talk about we got to give um the, what you're doing over there, at Princeton, a shout out too. How how are things over at Princeton? Everything's going really well. So I've been here since 2017. It's been a long time. Um, I've been solely focused the last couple of years on this Olympic dream, and um, 
all of the resources in place and all of the people in place that have allowed me to pursue the goal. Um, I can't thank enough. It's, uh, it's crazy to think about just how far this journey has come. My entire family moved from Chicago to Indiana, and then we moved all the way to the East Coast, and we're, we're kind of on an island there. Uh, but we have so much family now in New Jersey, and we absolutely love New Jersey. Um, Joe Dubuque's the head coach there now, and, man, he's, he's doing a great job. Um, I love his energy. Um, he has so much commitment to the program, and he really wants the best things for these kids. Um, such a good heart, and he's, he works so hard. Um, so anything we can do, you know, just to help uh, continue to grow that program, it's going to be great. Um, I feel like when I win out here, I'm doing my part, and it's so many guys in that room that look up to me. So it's so many people with me when I'm out there wrestling as well. They help me. They inspire me. Um, Joe actually had his first um, Division One win uh, as a head coach in a duel, which is pretty exciting. And, and it was against a hometown rival in, in a rider. So um, shout out to Joe Dubuque there. Um, but, yeah, man, it's a really good thing going. And I think that, you know, momentum – you know, we, we have to, you got to be aware, you got to be aware momentum starts in crazy places. So hopefully this win can carry them to the next thing, the next thing, um, very young team, but a really hungry, hungry group of tigers. And I'm excited for this postseason. Uh, that's awesome. Nate, great stuff. Great job with, with wrestling, his mindset coach with the RTC, with Princeton, everything so keep up the great work and we'll have to do this again man i feel like we could have talked all day we could have spent a lot more time on all these subjects so thank absolutely. you absolutely absolutely hey sometimes just a little taste yeah go ahead yeah so what and when are you competing again you're competing again in france right yes so i compete saturday saturday in france 97 kilos finish this trip on a high note again so i'm excited that's it awesome nate keep crushing it talk soon all right thank all you right. so much gene Absolutely. And thank you for all your help with wrestling mindset. Take care. You got it, man. Thank you. All right. Bye.